0: This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. It's Friday, June 2nd, and let's start with the addition of 10th-year kicker Brandon McManus and the trade of kicker Riley Patterson to the Lions. We hear from McManus and review with Bucky Brooks and John Osier on the Huddle Up Podcast. There's a new kicker in, Brandon McManus... Cut from the Broncos, tenth-year pro signed by the Jags. In his previous nine years, 81% kicker, 40 of 72 from 50-plus. So why Jacksonville for McManus?
1: One, the, the team's up and coming, um, you know, winning the AFC South last year. You know, obviously incredible comeback in the playoff game as well. It's been a long time since I've been in the playoffs. You know, my, my first two years in the, in the league, and uh, you know, you had a chance to get back there. You know, I. Everyone dreams of kicking game-winning field goals, which is great. But it's also even better to be in the playoffs, doing those things, and and uh, so I thrive on those scenarios. And so I wanted to come to a team. Uh, obviously, I watched Doug, um, you know, win, win the Super Bowl with the Eagles, and so a great tradition he's got, you know, building here, and uh, a great organization, a great place to live, you know, for me and my family. And uh, like I said, was trying to bring um, my leadership and my my tenure here to uh, put us over the edge.
0: His career-long 61 yards that came in Los Angeles on the road in twenty twenty one but he's over his career better on the road than he was in denver oddly enough percentage wise eighty five percent on the road and field goals seventy nine percent a mile high john
2: Bucky you know you're not in duval you're out in l a uh paying big time state taxes um, so so uh what was your reaction you know there has been a reaction among some fans here just shocked at this to me this was a very logical move once McManus came available tell me what you thought of it
3: no I mean I think you're always trying to get better I think what people have to understand uh whatever happened the previous year doesn't mean that you're guaranteed a spot the next year Riley Patterson came through with a clutch kick a handful of kicks but uh, Doug always wanted better always wanted to upgrade what you want is someone who is nails uh, when the ball reaches the 35 or the 40 yard line, you want to be able to tack those three points up on the board and feel good about it. Uh, there's something about having a veteran who has done it the way that McManus has done it that is comforting to the coaching staff. Also, you heard, um, like, just in terms of people talking about the kickoff, you know, the new rule with the kickoff, like in fair catches and those things. You want to be able to use all aspects of the kicking game to your advantage. McManus gives you an opportunity to do that. And, Riley Patterson did some great things there. But if you have an opportunity to upgrade the position, you're always looking to upgrade the position.
2: Yeah, I liked Riley Patterson. I thought that as you watch kickers over the course of time, doing this 25 years, there are kickers that you feel like are moving toward being nails. Uh, I feel like Riley's got a shot at that. Um, his leg strength, probably about four or five yards less than you would like it that's a guess it's not an analytical thing but it felt like they f- they were not in field goal range uh a little longer than a lot of teams if that makes any sense i i didn't say that well but they had to get a little closer to be within his range Where he felt like he was nails
0: huddle up runs each wednesday on the official jaguars podcast network Special teams coordinator Heath Farwell met the media Tuesday and discussed how the McManus deal went down and the impact the veteran kicker could have.
4: We were excited to get him. I mean, Riley did a fantastic job last season for us. He was a big part of some big games for us, you know, one of the biggest games in in Jaguars history. Uh, but getting the opportunity to add Brandon, Brandon, um, you know, he had reached out to me, so it was a guy that wanted to play here. Um, I think that just kind of gives you the the picture of where the culture's gone. You know, when you have players that are free agents after getting released and say, hey, coach, I would love to play here. Uh, the, 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 just a testament to what Coach Peterson's done, what the, what the, the, the overall team, what, what it's like to be here. Uh, so it's a guy that wanted to be here. Um, and then it was an opportunity to get better as a, as a group. Um, you know, I said Riley did a really good job, but this is a guy that gives us a lot more flexibility, not only on kickoffs, uh, to be able to pin them deep and do some different stuff, uh, but it gives us a longer, uh, you know, kickoff line on Sundays. Uh, you know, at times later in the season, some of those lines got shorter with Riley. This won't be an issue. And, and, and I think that'll free us up to potentially maybe not go for one when it's a longer, longer distance on fourth down. Maybe that's three points that we can take advantage of. So it just gives us a lot more flexibility to add a, a, to a very good kicker, one of the best kickers in the league, to our roster, we had to take advantage of, advantage of it, especially for a guy who wanted to be here. Did you know
2: him going back? Have you guys crossed paths?
4: I've never, I've never uh, had the opportunity to coach him. Um, I have met him uh, pre-games and stuff like that, had some conversations. Um, so it was, a, it was a pleasant surprise when I got a phone call from him. Uh, but uh, like I said, anytime someone wants to come here uh, and, and, it, and it helps us be a better football team, we have to explore it. Uh, we have to look into it, and if it helps us just one percent better, we're gonna do it. Coach, there's a tremendous difference
5: with where you will let him kick from, as opposed to watching him kick at mile high with that altitude. Does that translate to Jacksonville? Is it the same, or is it a little
4: bit of a I mean, it's definitely the altitude is you know is a big advantage. But you know, I've I've watched this guy. I've watched uh, you know most of his kicks over his career, and he's had many kicks of 60 plus. Uh, away from mile high, including in Seattle last year, a 64-yarder that had the distance. And uh, my background in Seattle, kicking towards that end zone, uh, the open end zone in Seattle is a tough place to kick. So he still has that elite leg strength um, that – in mile high, maybe help him a little bit, but he'll, he'll, this weather here is good enough. He'll, he'll be able to kick some long kicks if we ask him to do it. And this time of year, what do you look
0: for from new guys on the roster to stand out to maybe help you as a gunner or a core guy? Or what, what can you see this
4: time of year? I mean, I think the buy-in is the biggest. So the guys who come to my office voluntarily on their own, the guys who stay after practice and want to do drill work on you know, by themselves and, and ask questions, I think that's the biggest thing. How much is the buy-in? Because a lot of these players haven't played a ton of special teams in college. So getting the opportunity to kind of see what that looks like. And then can it translate to our game? You know, a lot of these guys have never protected a punt pro. They do the spread punts in college. So can they do a a kick slide in the National Football League? Can they do a gunner release versus a vice? Those are things they've never seen, never done. Uh, So I think those are things that show up. Can they learn our techniques? Can they they do the NFL, what they're going to be asked to do in the NFL, Uh, and teach them the tools of it. Can they do it? just preparing them for training camp because that's really when it's going to get competitive.
0: Another special team's change around the league, the new fair catch rule on kickoffs. NFL owners voted it in last week. It's essentially the same rule as in college football, where returners can call for a fair catch on kickoffs and the ball comes out to the 25-yard line. I asked head coach Doug Peterson in his weekly press conference the impact the rule change could have on the league and, if any, on the Jaguars' strategy.
6: Actually, Heath and I have had had conversations on I I don't think it's going to change a ton. I, I, I believe it could be a possibility if it's a you know maybe a, a bad weather game. You know if the winds blowing, rainy, snowy. Um, you know uh, fourth quarter and maybe uh, you know you, you take you take an opportunity to take the ball to twenty five as opposed to trying to run. There's there's some there are some strategy things. I don't know if it's going to change a whole lot. You know, teams that have dynamic returners like, like we do, um, you know, that's something that Heath and I as a game plan goes each week. You know, we have to decide, do we want to let Agnew run him out like he did towards the end of the season last year and, and try to get out? I think our um, kickoff return average was just north of the 25-yard line a little bit anyway last year. So um, if you can do that with a dynamic guy, I don't think it will change too much uh, around the league. Um other than maybe some some weather or some some you know strategic situations that could pop up. Did
2: you do it later in the season because of attrition and injuries across the board? I
6: mean, you'd have to take a look at that. You talk about from our opponent. Last year,
2: yeah, why? Did you uh, yeah, there? I mean
6: that, and sometimes too. I mean, you know, he's a dynamic guy, and you see the explosive explosiveness, you know, with Jamal, and um, it's. It's like your quarterback. You don't want to take the ball out of his hands if you don't have to. And and he can you know, he can uh, hit a big return for you and if he gets you up to the forty or midfield. I mean that's that's huge, especially in a in a clutch situation at the end of a game. Is
2: there
5: um an advantage for a rookie quarterback
6: to a head coach that was an NFL quarterback? Then, I I think any quarterback um who who was who is coached by a, a Former player, you know, who played the position, I think, can help. I think there's some um, some things that you can you can help, especially in, you know, in, in this case, a young quarterback. You know, um, you know, we did it obviously with Carson and in, in you know early on with Frank and myself, both have played the position at this level, and then obviously now with Trevor here and. Um, you know, and some of, the, some of the other guys, you know, you look at Frank and Carolina now with, with his opportunity again with the young quarterback. So having played it, yeah, it can, it can help. But, um, you know, you still have to go practice a coach and, you know, uh, show, show them just how to, how to play the position.
0: Press conferences from the week available on jaguars.com. The Jags are locked in for 2023. The thrill of a win and electricity of the fans make game day at the bank an experience like no other. So join your friends, family, and fellow diehards and become a Jag season ticket member. Visit Jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, wide receiver Calvin Ridley rejuvenated. Devin Lloyd's offseason plans and rookie tackle Anton Harrison's path to the NFL. All that after
2: this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams ball, exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a yield pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank, and there's no better time than right now to become a Dailies Place Blue member. Reserve your 2023 Premium Seat Membership or your individual luxury experience today. Email ticketing at boldevents.com or call 904-633-2000. Wide receiver Calvin Ridley continues to trend toward being fully ready for the 2023 regular season. Of course, he's been away from the game for a while, playing only five games back in 2021, and then a league suspension kept him out all last season. He was asked after Tuesday's practice if he feels rejuvenated. Do
3: you feel, now that you're back on the field running around, do you feel rejuvenated a little bit?
1: I mean, yeah, I was at home for a year. I'm (laughs) juiced up, man. I want to be out there, but like I said, you know, I'm... Thank God I'm around a good, you know, a bunch of good people, a good program, and they, you know, they know how to do this. Because if I mean, you let me do it myself, I'll, I'll tire myself out by the time the season's here. So, you know, I got a lot of good people here. I've been working out with, you know, a lot of good, you know, strength staff, and I mean, I'm excited about where I'm at right now.
4: How's your relationship been with, with Christian? How welcoming has he been? Because you know, sometimes you know, when you get yep. a number one guy, come, you know, you, that can yep. always be a little awkward sometimes. Yes. Um, you know, I know Kirk
1: since high school. I mean, and we actually communicated early on when we first met each other. So, I mean, a dude like that, he's never gonna feel some type of way. I'm never gonna feel some type of way. So is Zay. He, we're not gonna feel any type of way because we're all, you know, competing towards the same thing. I mean, trying to go to playoff, Super Bowl, etc. And I know, I mean, if we do that, I mean, I know all of us has something to do with it. And you know, you know, you're building, working together. You know, I want to make him better. He want to make me better. If he's doing good, I know I'm doing good. If Zay's doing good, you know, it all It all works.
3: K- pushing side, each other. On the other side of the ball, how's it been going up against a guy like Tyson Campbell? Yeah,
1: it's been good, man. I'm trying to learn these guys, man. You know, I haven't been in that competitive, you know, for a while, but I've been trying to learn these guys, you know, what they do, and they good, long, fast. So I've just been trying to learn them. I'm excited to be on their team and, uh, you know, working against us. I mean, I know they're going to be ready, and obviously they had a great year, uh, great year last year, so I'm excited. Now to the defense. Linebacker Devin Lloyd had an
0: up-and-down rookie season. He was the NFL defensive rookie of the month of September, but then a month or so later, he was out of the lineup. He finished a little stronger in December down the stretch. This offseason is key for him to take that year-two step forward, and he has plenty of players to lean on for advice as to how to handle
7: it. For sure, I'm talking to all the guys on the team. I mean, pretty much the whole D-line, LB room. A few DBs, I mean, everybody, you know, I'm just talking to them, asking what they're going to do their offseason, kind of formulating, okay, how do I want mine to look based on, you know, my work ethic and, you know, what my body can handle. But uh, for sure, you know, I think I handled the off season the right way for it being my first one.
3: And then just last thing, I know you talk about, you know, guys maybe moving around a little bit. Doug mentioned that maybe you would be used as a as a pass rusher a little bit more this year. Just thinking about your time in, at, at Utah, you were doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. How comfortable are you, you know, kind of transitioning that a little bit more maybe this year?
7: Yeah, very, very comfortable. Um, I really describe myself as an athlete. You know, I'm a football player, but I'm also an athlete, so I take pride in, being able to move around um you know I, I was saying that since day one too i get i feel like i can play anywhere uh, in the front seven in the back end i play tight end too so i mean just being on the line of scrimmage you know pass rushing um i think it, uh it's gonna be uh very good for me and you know still something i gotta get better at just like everywhere in football i gotta get better at just about every area but um the reps are gonna help
4: i know you talked a little bit about this i talked to trayvon too and he said this was the first break he'd ever had from football mm-hmm. um was this the first break you'd like a good chunk of time you'd ever had where you weren't playing football this offseason?
7: Yes, it was. Um, this is the first off season where, you know, I took more than two weeks off um, at a time just because, you know, I've never been the type to, you know, take too much time off. But especially coming from last year to this year, I needed it. Like, I actually needed a refresher. I mean, the season was so long. You know, the days were long. The season was long. So that's why I just kept telling myself and. You know, I didn't feel too bad about it because, you know, mentally you need that recharge. Let's close this week with
0: rookie tackle Anton Harrison visiting with senior writer John Osher on the Ozone podcast. They take us through a few topics, starting with Harrison's family support system.
5: Uh, my family's been behind me my whole career. they the ones who got me into doing this, you know. Growing up, I was, that, I was the basketball guy in the family, so okay. that was, I love playing basketball. I love football, too. I was always watching football and things like that, but... I said that. my father, he played football at Ole Miss, so he okay. started off for all of us and then just watching him and watching how he did things. It, he always just pushed us growing up, me and my brothers, so just growing in love for the game and how we carry ourselves. So that, family's big. We're a close family. Everybody's supporting each other, so definitely a big part of like where I am
2: now. I got you. And uh, tell me your impressions of Jacksonville. You've been down here a little bit. It's going to be home to you, I guess, now.
5: Yeah, i uh, I say I love Jacksonville. It's say it's fitting for me. Uh it's a good place to be, good weather. Uh it's not too crazy, but if you wanna get out a little bit, you get out right. good weather like the beach and things like that. So I say that's what I like to do. I'm a chill guy. Uh so you got the good views and things like that. So definitely somewhere that I'm glad to be.
2: What did you know about the Jaguars before and uh what are your impressions now? Um so I say from watching
5: them a lot last season. A young, exciting team, uh, real explosive. I know that they're in the up and up. Uh, so me being drafted by Jacksonville, I was excited to mm-hmm. get here, knowing that uh, it's a young team, excited team, growing, only getting better from here, great coaches. So I said I was big when I seen that 904 area code on my phone, and I was just happy.
2: Brandon Sheriff, um, I assume you guys are getting to know each other a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what – or – how important do you feel like it's going to be to have a veteran of his uh, leadership and his experience next to you?
5: It's big, um, especially coming in, wanting to prove myself early. So just leaning on a guy like that, an all-pro, uh, pro bowler, guy that I watched growing up. Being from uh, D.C., he was watching at first. Sure. So just watching up growing him, great O-line play. So playing beside him right now is great, just leaning on him, ask him any questions. He always say no questions are dumb questions, so he's always just helping me out with anything, trying to have me out there playing freely and playing gotcha. my best.
2: Have you been impressed by you know I think you hear about NFL players when rookies come in the assistance that they give because they realize hey, you got to play and you got to be ready. Uh, what level of uh, I guess teamwork, if mm-hmm. you will, have you felt them on the offensive linemen so far?
5: It's big. Uh, that group is great. That group mm-hmm. is real close. It's like real family group, so I feel like I could ask any anybody in that group a question and they're willing to help me. Uh, so that's what I love about that group and just everybody's want want to see everybody strive and get better, so that's what I love and we're always pushing each other and just having fun with it, loving the game.
2: Can't be sitting here talking to you without asking about left tackle, right tackle. Played mostly left in your life, mm-hmm. uh, but even during the draft a lot of people said probably fits better in the NFL as a right tackle uh what has the transition been like so far how comfortable
5: i'll say for me personally it's it's been real comfortable um something that i knew was a pretty smooth transition for me so mm-hmm. before the draft like combine and things like that i was telling guys that i can do both so it wouldn't be a like a slow or a learning curve for me just moving from left to right so i knew that coming in it was a big possibility so I knew just being prepared for all possibilities.
0: The Ozone Podcast runs each week on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Catch all our audio on jaguars.com through the podcast link at the top of the homepage or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you can find podcasts. We love the feedback, of course, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.